Hello and welcome to Connected episode 227. It was made possible by our sponsors, Text Expander, Pingdom, and Luna Display. I'm your host, Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by my co-host, Mike Hurley. How are you, Mike? Hi. You went first this time. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to do it. Did you? Yes. Okay. And we have Federico Vitici, of course. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hi. I'm not sure that I like this thing where you're switching orders every single week. It makes me anxious and it makes me (laughs) preoccupied (laughs) with the beginning of the show. I really don't like it. I think it. we need to draw up a treaty. I think it's the only way forward. Like these, these, these uh, anxiety uh, caused by the uh, getting caught by surprise. It's really not good for me. Um, I feel like I need to meditate right after doing the intro of the show. Like this is super. Stephen, we need to find a solution to this. Um, please choose. I'm fine with being second. Um, I think. I think Federico. I think. I think you're first. Uh, just oh, okay. as I think about the show, I think about you first. Sorry, yes. Mike. Whoa. Okay. Thank well, you. Well. See you then. <laughs> I only, I only like today landed right from coming from Seattle and decided that I would do this show. That is my commitment to this show. I am on like three hours of half decent sleep because I had a dream about a plane crash whilst on the plane going through turbulence. But yet here I am being just discarded. It's just some like afterthought. I can't believe this. Federico, Federico, plug your ears. Maybe I'm saving the best for last, Mike. No, you, you can't, you can't try and get out of it now. You just said, when I think of the show, I think of Federico. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Why am I here? I cannot win. Oh, my God. Stick with the surprise. It's fine. Don't yeah, you put, you put yourself in this situation. No one's going to help you fine. out of it now. Don't choose. Don't choose. It's fine. Please do follow up. Yes. Please do follow up. It's time for follow up. We're going to talk about the iPad mini a little bit. We spoke about rumors that it could be back from the dead, and some people are excited about that, it seems like. Uh, we got uh, a couple of tweets, a couple of emails from people talking about how they end up in deployments. It's because they're small. Uh, this one tweet from Rogan says uh, that their company basically installs them with every conference room, so you can see... Like if a room is booked, to book a room, who has it booked, et cetera, which is I get an Instagram ad all the time for this like e ink thing that you can put on a conference room door. Like yes. constantly. Do you get this one? I have seen it occasionally. It's called Joan. That's it. Like I I'm con this mm. is one of my most frequent ads. And I don't know why. And I also, like, I think to myself, like, how useful. I don't know how useful these things are, like, to buy, like, a specific piece of technology. But I bet it's cheaper than buying an iPad mini. That seems excessive. Oh, actually, no, I tell a lie. My God, it's 449 euros for one of these things. It's a six-inch e-ink screen. How much money, like, to put one of these on every conference room door? Plus, it's 449 euros, right, to buy one of the six-inch ones, plus an 899-euro-a-month fee. God, why would you do Of course this? there is. Of course there's a subscription service. An iPad mini in every conference room is the popular slogan from the 90s. Um, <laughs> it's the goal that this person has achieved. <laughs> oh, boy. It does seem excessive, but yeah, I've seen systems like this, and if you're at a big company where you have you know thousands of people and they're all in open offices so they want to take refuge in a conference room i could see mm-hmm. where you could get there 
Uh, we also got some feedback from people using iPads in education. We actually had a really interesting Twitter conversation with uh, Fraser Spears, who, of course, ran or runs the first iPad, like, one-to-one on the planet, which is really cool. And how the Mini is fine size-wise for, like, little kids, but as kids get older, you know, they can handle something bigger. Of course, there's benefits to having a larger screen. So some schools seem to split, like, iPad Minis, you know, maybe kindergarten or first grade or something, and then as you get older... Transition to the 9.7-inch iPad. But in that conversation, of course, is the price thing, right? The Mini is noticeably more than the 9.7-inch iPad. And and Fraser felt pretty strongly on Twitter that if it comes to pass that, you know, the the possibility we talked about of the 329 iPad going up in price, uh, I I think that's a bad idea. Fraser thinks that's a bad idea, too. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But clearly there's some sort of relationship between the Mini and the 9.7-inch iPad that feels a little bit goofy right now, maybe Apple can straighten that out. Because if, if there's anything Apple's good at, guys, right now, it's making the entry-level models in a product line really easy to understand. I mean, just look what they did with the Mac. It's it's perfectly clear. So, Oh, yeah. I, I expect the iPad mini and the 9.7-inch iPad to be the same price now. This is my new prediction. They will both be 329 and you just have to figure out why. I mean, it does kind of feel like there could be a world where there's a relationship between the iPad mini and the regular iPad like there is between the two iPad Pros, you know? Like that they're kind of the same, they're just different sizes. Like I think it would be nice, but I'm still not holding out hope that there will be another iPad mini. It, it just, I don't know if, I don't know how I feel about it. It just seems, seems like a strange, it would be like, seem like a strange decision. Like I can't work out in my head what you would do uh to bring that product back so mike you were traveling you were mm-hmm. at podcon i want to hear about mm-hmm. that a little bit if you want to share but you you also yep. i think took some of tyler's uh advice from last week's show about photography and you've already implemented some of it so tell us about that yeah so i t- mentioned podcon so it was uh it was a wonderful event um it was the second podcon so i've been at both now and i've done some some panels and some uh audience interaction type stuff and i had a really really great time um i thoroughly enjoyed podcon i, I actually preferred podcon 2 to the, the first one i thought that the group of people that they had was wonderful and uh, there was definitely more people there this time as well, um, so that that was really great. It was wonderful to meet like a ton of Relay FM listeners, which is great because I love that you know events like this and uh, they're focused mostly around like a specific type of show. Um, like PodCon is that focuses a lot on like um, comedy and fiction type shows, uh, so it was really nice to me to meet a bunch of Relay FM listeners as well. Like kind of like felt like I was representing for what podcasts used to be you know <laughs> like like this uh where they're not really like this anymore they're very different they're full of celebrities and and stuff like that so it felt nice to me to be able to um to represent what we do and so i i was honored to attend and it was really great and i was on a couple of panels that i really really enjoyed uh one of them specifically was uh, about podcast origin stories and so it was really great. And you can, no one's asked me to do this, but you can uh, buy a digital pass still for PodCon. And if you do that, you get, it's called, they call it remote attendance. And you will get audio recordings of the panels. So I, I think that there was some really interesting stuff in there. And I'm looking forward to digging into some of the stuff that I missed. 
Um, so that's the thing that you can do. But yeah, I had a great time. But I was in Seattle and I was there for a few days. And so whilst I was traveling, I thought, well, this is the perfect time um, to play around with some of the apps and tools that Tyler was talking about on last week's episode. I really enjoyed that, by the way, you know, just as like a follow up thing. It was great to have Tyler on it. I found it really interesting. So I was playing around more with Visco uh, because their editing tools, the filters and stuff, are way better. Um, like I have been playing around. I really like Darkroom, but the fact that every time you apply a filter, it changes any other settings that you made was a little bit weird to me. But I'm going to keep playing around with them um, because Visco's UI in places is such a pain, right? Like some of the stuff is so weird. Um, but I was playing around with a bunch of the filters and I found some favorites from the ones that Tyler suggested. So like from the A pack and the C pack. Um, and so I've been kind of like tinkering around there. So I posted a bunch of pictures that were edited uh, to my Instagram stories and stuff. And I was getting a, something I found really interesting. Basically, all of the edited posts, uh, uh, pictures, people were asking me if it was taken on my Pixel. I found that really interesting. Uh, so, you know, maybe if you do some tweaking, people like the images more. I don't know. Um but I really like that. There's also one of the other apps that, that Tyler recommended called Unfold, which is a, it's an app for Instagram stories to kind of like, if you've taken a bunch of pictures in a day, to post them to your Instagram stories afterwards in like a curated fashion. Um, I really like some of the, the templates that this app does. Um, so I want to play with that one a little bit more as well. So there were just a couple of things that I enjoyed uh, from from spending some bit, bit more time uh, with some of these photo apps. So. Yeah, it was really good. Cool beans. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you had a good time. The pictures looked awesome. So glad you made it to the West Coast and back in one piece, despite yes. your scary dream, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Most of me is in one piece. I'll say that yeah. much. Your psyche is forever broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We have some uh, some topics this week, including, and I promise this is true this time, unless something happens when I read this ad, Federico is going to talk about his second iPad Pro. Breaking news. Oh, I see. Oh, there's a there's a CNBC alert. Tim Cook has been fired. So we'll get to that after this break, I suppose. <laughs> Gotta move the topic to next week. Bye. <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile. Text Expander multiplies your team's productivity, making up-to-date shared knowledge available instantly. So using Text Expander, all of your team's common responses are accessible and searchable through simple abbreviations and keyboard shortcuts. And these can be written and edited by your best writer, so all the grammar can be correct no matter who is sending the email back to the customer. Of course, it's available on multiple platforms, macOS, iOS, Windows, and even the web. And these snippets are updated immediately everywhere when modified. So if you're on a team... Text Expander will change your working life, leaving more time for you to do what you do best. So common responses, common links you have to send out, common language you need to share with customers or clients, that can all be unified so you can get back to doing what your job actually is. And for larger teams, Text Expander supports single sign-on, so you can group accounts and make onboarding a breeze. You can use Text Expander to master to-do lists, post to social media, and even help with Mike and Federico's favorite thing, time tracking. 
Go check out the Text Expander blog for these tips and more. So at Relay FM, we use Text Expander for teams to make sure that we don't misspell any of our sponsors' company names. That's an important thing, and some of them, like Text Expander, has a capital E in the middle of it. We want to make sure that those details are always right. So we have a shared library of snippets that have all those names in there. And so when I go to type something somewhere, uh, Text Expander just makes sure that I'm doing it all neat and tidy, and I really love it. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about TextExpander. Our thanks to TextExpander from Smile for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Federico, your time has come. Well, not as Tim Cook's time. Uh, <laughs> his time has come. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we uh, this tweet just really made me laugh from iStack on Twitter. My 2019 pick... Apple will release air power before Federico talks about his 11 inch <laughs> iPad Pro. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> well, uh, air power is still, still not out, even though mm-hmm. multiple rumor sites are saying that it's in production and it's happening. But yes, I am going to talk about my new, well, it was new in December, um, my 11 inch iPad Pro. Okay. So. Let me explain why I have a second iPad Pro. I am not changing the iPad Pro that I consider my work computer. I'm still working all day on the 12.9. Nothing has changed there. Nothing has changed in my setup. Uh, The things that I wrote in December for the different setups of the iPad Pro, I'm still doing all of that stuff. So it was not a work-related thing. So what happened is that I I was doing my taxes and realized I had saved more than I was expecting. So yeah, yay, yay me. <laughs> the best thing. <laughs> uh, that was a good feeling. Um, and with that in mind, a few days pass, and um, one of my resolutions for 2019 that I actually started in 2018 uh, was to try and read more books. So I was reading a book um, at night instead of playing with my PS4. I've been sort of alternating between the two. And I was holding the uh, 9.7 iPad that I had, like the base iPad, the 2018 one. Um, Because I don't have the 10.5 iPad Pro anymore. Sylvia is using that one. I I don't use it. So if you remember a few months ago, we talked about how I had a 9.7 iPad, the cheap one, the $300 one, just to read stuff and to sort of play video games and watch videos at night um, as a media device. And I was holding that iPad. And then one night I thought, man, it looks really ugly. <laughs> just, I was looking at those bezels and I was like, this is so ugly. Like these, these bezels and this home button. And it it doesn't feel right to click. I'm not used to clicking anymore. Um, And I was reaching the point where for a couple of nights, I actually swapped the 9.7 iPad with the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Like I I loved the design so much that I sacrificed the comfort and the portability of the 9.7 just to read on that screen with those bezels and the home indicator and like... A design that that I could accept, um, visually speaking and ergonomically speaking, even though it was heavier. But the idea of, I don't want to click a button anymore. I don't want to have these bezels in the way anymore. Um, and so 
reading on the 12.9 iPad Pro in bed is not a good experience. After a couple of days, I realized this is not going to work for me. And so I, you know, with the realization that I had more money saved than I was expecting, um, I went like, maybe, uh, this sounds stupid, but maybe I should get a base iPad Pro with no cellular, like the smallest storage option available, and just use it for books, videos, and at this point, games, because it's going to be an iPad Pro, so games are going to look amazing on this on this device. And so I I bought an iPad, Pro, I bought an 11-inch iPad Pro, the 64 gig one with no cellular, just Wi-Fi, no keyboard, just a smart folio. And to make it different from the work iPad, which is the 12.9 Space Gray one, I bought a silver iPad, 11-inch iPad Pro with a white smart folio case. I saw a silver one uh, for the first time, actually. I'd never, I'd never seen a silver one before. Uh, I saw it over the weekend because uh, I signed a bunch of iPads um, during PodCon, <laughs> which was incredible, including Alex Cox's. I don't know why she did this to me, but I did it. Alex had a silver one. Um, and I thought it actually looked really nice. Like I liked the way it looked. It does. Mine's silver. I really like it. So... Um... Yeah, I, I bought an iPad that looked very different from the one that I have. I mean, besides the fact that it was smaller, uh, but also I, I uh, intentionally didn't set it up for work. Um, so no keyboard, no, uh, basically no work-related apps, no email, no calendar. With it? I don't use the pencil with it. Okay. It's always on the top of the 12.9. And I use it for books, uh, like the books app. Um, Safari reading lists, YouTube, uh, Plex, because I have my own YouTube DL thing going on to download 4K YouTube content on my Mac Mini, which I'm going to write about. I know people are asking for this. I'm going to write about it eventually on Mac Stories. And for games. So my home screen is full of like these apps, um, books, Safari, um, mm-hmm, games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Chunky Reader, which is a Jason Snell recommended app for comics and manga in my case so yeah i set it up as a media device and my personal rule is that the 12.9 inch ipad pro does not enter the bedroom at night it uh, remains charging in the other room um and the 11 inch is on my nightstand or on my desk if it's charging and it's the one that i use if i want to just catch up on twitter or just start reading if sylvia is asleep and you know or play a game um so that was the idea buy another ipad pro because i couldn't stand visually speaking and from an interaction standpoint i just couldn't stand the sight of the bezels and the home button anymore and the screen with the with oh man the screen with those sharp corners it's like this is this is just prehistoric i'm not gonna use an ipad like this anymore so uh thank you uh you know uh, thank you me for saving more than originally anticipated and uh, it's a bonus it's your christmas bonus to that was my christmas bonus essentially yes um, that's what it was so without <laughs> make like this is the obvious joke but like i'm not really saying it to be a joke but like this ipad is a consumption device only right yes, yes. right like i'm not trying like you know like i'm making the reference but i'm not trying to make fun of it you know like so you you don't put like what what app, what what specific apps are not on it that that would be on it if you know what i mean like you know, do you have a twitter app do you have any like email apps like what what things what are the obvious things that you have not put on this okay so no slack 
no Tweetbot, just Twitter um, that I can use with the, uh, you know, they added the latest tweets option. So if mm-hmm. I want to catch up on my timeline, I just enable that and scroll back and catch up on Twitter. But no Tweetbot because I feel like if I install Tweetbot, it's going to sort of allow me to spend more time on Twitter than I really want to. So yeah. it's like, I kind of hate the Twitter app, so that's a good way to not spend time on Twitter, if you know what I mean. Maybe like, it'd be even better if you just relegated yourself to using the web browser version. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think it's actually better than the iPad app. Um, no note-taking stuff, so no agenda, no keep it, no drafts, um, no email, no calendar. Um, I think the only slightly tangentially work-related thing is shortcuts, but not for work stuff, but because I have some uh, media shortcuts that I use. Mm-hmm. Like I have shortcuts to turn on my TV, to uh, turn on Netflix on my TV, or to change the color of my lights, and I like to have those available in the widget, even though I wish there was a way to say, only show me these shortcuts in the widget for this iPad, but it's not possible to to select specific devices for the shortcuts widget. Uh, and also I have, if you, if you allow me, I have a, a complaint about shortcuts in that a tragedy has occurred oh, for gosh. me. Yes. Um, so it's been uh, about a month. That uh, Actually, three, three weeks, I think. Uh, shortcuts is crashing for me everywhere. On my iPhone, on my oh, iPad no. Pro. Uh, on the big one and on the small iPad Pro, shortcuts. It's been three weeks. It's crashing at lunch. Uh, like as soon as I open the app, it crashes. And I've been investigating this, and it appears that there's a problem with iCloud Sync. So if my devices have iCloud Sync enabled for shortcuts, it crashes. Um, if I disable iCloud so Sync, let me ask you: Do mm-hmm. you think that maybe you've done this? Like the, one of these wild shortcuts that you've written. I is, guess that was the problem. Yeah. That like there's something corrupted in there, right? Like, or like it's, you know, okay. I deleted all of the shortcuts that I, like the advanced ones that I made, like the the home the, screen. Our, our good friend Base64, right? <laughs> all those shortcuts, I deleted them from my account. And for those times when I am, when I managed to actually sync, because I try to like reinstall the app, install the beta, delete the beta, you know, do that that entire dance. They're not syncing anymore, but it's still crashing. Um, so after a while, the app starts to crash again, and there's nothing I can do about it. Can you just not use shortcuts? I don't, like, what is the ramification of this at the moment? Can you? So I have to disable iCloud Sync, um, which means anytime I'm working on a shortcut. Um, I need to remember which device I created the shortcut on, or if I make a change to a shortcut, then I have to make the same change manually to uh, on other devices. Um, and this is just terrible because, I mean, shortcuts never actually ch- uh, synced the order of, shor- of the shortcuts for me. Uh, it never actually worked, even when the the um, Apple said that they fixed that problem. But syncing the order of shortcuts never really worked. It's yeah, it's totally, been... totally broken. <laughs> so that was always broken. But not having sync, for someone who writes shortcuts for a living, for Mac Stories and Club Mac Stories, is really problematic for me. Uh, because it means I... Like, I need to recreate them manually. I need to remember when I'm making changes. It's horrible. And also, I'm kind of... 
I don't know if this is justified, it's just my feeling, but I'm kind of concerned about the release schedule of Shortcuts in that they started, right, with this big bang on the App Store and, and test flight betas and updates on the App Store. Then it's been a couple of months that we've seen nothing um, in terms of test flight and in terms of App Store releases. And I very much hope that this is not a sign of the shortcuts team sort of being assimilated into the the big conglomerate of apple the company in that now they're being told no no you gotta slow down now uh enough with this test flight betas enough with these multiple apps or releases uh now you you gotta release updates on on our own schedule now we are going to tell you when to release updates um just my feeling i hope that it's not true still uh shortcuts is now crashing on all of my devices so um yeah, you I see, like, I, I'm not really fussed too much about the lack of updates. It, it's just not really something I've been thinking about. But you're hyper-focused on it right now because you're waiting for a bug fix, right? Like, yeah. So you're, you're probably paying more attention to it right now. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming, just to stop people telling you that you have given feedback through the appropriate channels oh about God, the issue yes. that you're having, right? Like, I'm sure that you've done that. Because this is one of those instances where it probably is really useful to do it because... You want to be able to provide data, right? Because yes, I have provided everything to all the people that wanted, which is the right thing to do in this situation because yes. this is a very unique issue to you. I'm I'm going yes. to expect because of how much you stress the application. Yeah, but I mean, even that argument though, um, it's not. I'm like not I'm, saying I'm, it's not, I'm not saying it's justified. I'm I'm just saying that like if there are edge cases, you would mm. find them, probably right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's not just you. So like. This is where I put a topic off, but I've been playing with an iPhone XR a little bit, and I set it up, and shortcuts crashed at launch, and <laughs> I had to uninstall it, restart the phone, reinstall it, and then finally it would open again. And then when it did, it scrambled all my shortcut ordering, which is yes. infuriating. <laughs> of course. So what we can say is, like, I guess the biggest thing that happened is Don't that buy be- new devices. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, just keep away from those. So yeah, it's it is frustrating, and you know, Federico, it seems like you've had just like a a, a history now of the last couple of months of like issues with your iCloud account, yes. and you know, maybe it's time just to burn that oh, sucker yeah. down and like. Did you did any of that get fixed? Yeah, it got it got fixed. Like the um, reminders and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It okay. got fixed. Uh, so I was very happy about that. Anyway, back to the iPad. Um, the only work related thing that I have. I mean, besides files, um, which has my iCloud Drive stuff, is shortcuts. Um, but the the home screen and the dock are dominated by um, media stuff. Um, and and I'm really, I can tell you that I'm really liking the the idea of not bringing my work computer into the bedroom at night when I just want to relax. Um, I mean, I've almost finished reading a book, and I and I haven't read a book in <laughs> in five years, or probably more. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, what what can I say? I I love this screen. I love the device. It's it's perfect for reading. It's so much lighter than the twelve point nine, and um, it looks nice uh, with the in the silver version. Um, 
and I just I have to be I, I would I would say that maybe the only downside is that by I, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on this iPad, so I, I didn't buy the one terabyte version again or any more <laughs> expensive version. I got I got the cheap one because you know it it just I felt bad getting yet another iPad and I didn't want to spend money on storage. So I guess I gotta be um, mindful of how many games and videos I download on this device, but so far it's been okay. So it's interesting hearing you talk about how you treat the home screens differently. I sort of just just a couple of weeks ago sort of redid my iPad home screens where I had a bunch of stuff that was like sort of intermixed, like, you know, sort of work and, you know, media stuff. And now I basically have like two home screens. The first one is basically just all work stuff and then the other one is like games and video streaming and i, I kind of like the the separation you know i would have a bunch of work stuff and then netflix on the home screen because i use netflix on my ipad a good bit and having it separated and not onto two ipads but even just like two sort of home screens even that is kind of nice um you know the dock does blur those lines a little bit you know you can see that i've got slack messages but uh, it it could be interesting just to treat the home screens as sort of like virtual spaces a little bit and see what makes sense where over time. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more to talk about with iPads. There's a topic in here that says secret topic from Mike, which is very concerning. You're going to be so upset with me. Like just it's going to be t- terrible. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we guess what it is before? Can we bet on it? Can can we? Let's wow. when we get there. How about when we get there? We'll, okay. You, so you two can think about it. Okay. Did you buy an air power? No, just, just kidding. W- just wait. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Pingdom. While you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? I probably put the fear in you now. Sorry about that. But you wouldn't know if your customers couldn't click that important buy now button or access your content. You could stumble across the problem by luck, or you could have the worst thing happen, which is someone tweets you that your website is down. But that's not good. You need a system in place. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your website. And more importantly, when it's not, you need Pingdom. Pingdom will let you know the moment your site goes down and whatever Uh, the best way is for you. So I get push notifications and text messages. That works really well for me. And they're super smart. It gets the information needed to solve the issue sent to whoever needs it. So if you're in a big organization, you can kind of subdivide these up to different people or different teams. Uh, And if you're just like me, where it's just a single person, I just get all of them. It's totally fine. Pinkdom is dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. They use uh, a virtual army of 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site checking its availability as often as every minute. All Pingdom needs is your URL, and they take care of the rest. So don't risk being the last to know about something on your site being broken. Start monitoring your site today. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I have been using both iPad Pros um, since they came out, right? And I wanted to know, Federico, like having now used the mm. 11, what your recommendation is is the best one of these two for most people? Because I think mm. the 11-inch iPad Pro 
is the best iPad for most people. I think it is the best, best iPad there has ever been. I think that that is like the perfect one mm. uh, because it is big enough and without being too big. Like I think that it is like in the perfect sweet spot for size and screen mm. real estate and everything else that comes with it. So I wondered if what your thought was on that, having used the 11 mm. for a bit. My only my only problem, I guess, is that I'm 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 not sure. Like my only problem is is most people in the sense that I, I'm not sure I understand most people and, and what they want. But I would say that I agree with you. Um, that I, I, I think, think that if you want the big one, you already know that. Like, like I don't think it's mm, a question. But like, is most people like folks who don't work on the iPad Pro or? Is most people people like me that want like want to work with better multitasking and more space? Like, how do we categorize most people? I think mo- most people are not working on the iPad as much as me and you. I reckon most people are probably doing a little bit of work and mostly consuming content. But then why buy an iPad Pro? Because it's the nicest one. Mm, I guess for the same reason that you just upgraded. <laughs> but it's hundreds of dollars. Like I just don't know if that's worth it for most consumers. Well, I'm not talking about your. When I mean most people, I don't really mean like you don't really mean most people. Your aunt, or right, or like your uncle, or like your cousin Bob, who has an Android phone. Like, leave Bob out of this. Hey, I, I mean more like leave Bob alone. People listening to this show, even like, well, then th- I'm you know. not sure. Like, would I would I recommend the 11 inch iPad Pro, iPad Pro to most Mac stories readers? Probably not. I would say get the big one. Um, but most people... Yeah, see, this is where me and you differ then, I think. I, I would recommend the 11 to, to basically anybody that asks me. Yeah, I think it's I think it's trickier to uh, to answer this question that it was in the past because the, the 12.9... I mean, it, it's so much bigger than the 11 one. But still, the like the, the, the what they did with this redesign, I think it puts it closer to the 11 than it was in the past. Um, I, I would not... So if you ask me, I would not recommend the 12.9 to somebody like Sylvia, but then but then again, Sylvia wouldn't buy an iPad Pro um, for her use. She just using she uses mine because we have it lying around in the house, but she wouldn't buy an iPad Pro anyway. So I think it's trickier. If you buy the iPad Pro for what I did for consumption, which is ridiculous, and I and I sort of a. Uh, I feel kind of bad that maybe people were expecting some sort of crazy workflow that I had. Um, no, I'm just using it to read books and watch YouTube and play games. Um, but if you're in that sort of market for buying the nicest iPad, yes, um, get the 11 one. But if you absolutely... So my asterisk would be if you absolutely need the best split view experience and the best multitasking, get the big one. So that's right. my only see, asterisk. So I, I totally agree with you, but right, but like my kind of take on it is that that asterisk is a very specific type of person, which is people like me and you. It's a very very specific type yeah. of asterisk. Also, I use mm. my eleven when I'm at home pretty much the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lives on my bedside table. Um, I never take the 12.9 because I, I always read or maybe even do a lot of work in bed, but like the 11 is perfect for me. 
Um, sometimes I, I have all the same apps uh, on mine. Like I don't sequester it the same way that you do um, because if something comes in and I want to work on it, then I will. But the 11 is mostly used for content consumption, like watching videos and, and stuff like that when, I'm, when, when I use it at home. But it is also my travel iPad. So like on the trip that I just took, the 11 is the one that I take with me. Yeah. Uh, it has, I, put, I have LTE in that one. Um, like that's that's what I use. Uh, so, like I, I I use them slightly different, but when I'm at home, I use my eleven pretty much the same that you as you do. Yeah, I um the only problem that I guess that I noticed is um the not putting my note taking app on that iPad, uh, and I'm probably gonna put agenda on it um, because I noticed that I had an idea. And I had the iPad in my hands. See that that's that's what could that drive me save. mad. I couldn't yeah, save yeah. that idea right away. I had to to grab my phone and open the app on the phone. So I'm probably at least my note taking app, just because I, I wanted I wanted to make sure that it's easy for me to save ideas if I think of something. Um, and that is something that I cannot turn off. Yeah, like for me, the very least, I would have to put Todoist on there. Like if I have an idea for something. I would need to record it in the same way that you have reminders available to you, right? Yeah, you could but just see, I didn't something. put good task. I didn't put good task, but I have reminders anyway. So that's the advantage. Um, but yeah, uh, media, media iPad Pro, uh, it's, uh, it's a thing and it's beautiful. Like having just a screen, uh, it, looks, it looks real pretty. And the book that I'm reading, if anybody's curious, that I'm almost done, I'm in the final chapter. It's called The Death of Expertise and it's really, really good. Um, okay. Now I should read a fiction book next, but I'm I'm not decided. So if you, I'm gonna put out a call, and I'm gonna get a bunch of tweets now. I'm sure. But if you have any fiction recommendations for me, um, please send them my my way on Twitter. I feel like you should try and narrow that down at least a little bit. It's way too broad. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I don't. Have like... you ever read a book? I would like to know what it yes. was. Um, I can tell you, I like Harry Potter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, I'm do you not like an expert. other types of fantasy, though? Or do you so, just like Harry Potter? Stuff like Lord of the Rings, for example. I read it when I was a kid, like in middle school. Um, and it's a bit too much for me. Like, right, uh, see. things That's that are too heavy on lore or like pre existing knowledge or like too much information. Um, I'm, I would prefer not to get into those types of books. Uh, I'm not a sci-fi guy, but I would like to be one. So maybe it's something to to get started in that maybe, sense. Like maybe you should look over the previous winners of the upgradees. That's what I've been doing. So I have there the I have the calculating stars, which I think is this year's winner uh, in my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably that one. Um, uh, I also saw there was a book from the author of The Martian, which I think it's called Artemis, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm also considering that one. Yeah, space stuff. I would like to get into space stuff. Um, so we'll see. Like like Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, like the like the Star Wars and the Star Trek. Like the Star Treks. Also. <laughs> All of the great Star Treks. Yes. So uh, what's the secret, Mike? I've been thinking about. I've been thinking it's about this. IPad, can... It's okay. So it's iPad related, and I guarantee that neither of you are going to guess what it is. You bought another iPad. You're up to three. No, is it iPad software or hardware related? 
It's not software related is what I'll say. So you bought some kind of accessory. Um, you bought one of those stands, like one of those weird stands for the iPad oh, Pro. Well, uh, I do have a new stand actually, but I haven't spoken about this yet, but I have found the perfect stand. That's not what I'm talking about today. Well, you can't but leave I, that hanging. What stand no, did you No, I'm get? not going to. I, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes and put it in the chat room. It's called Clear Look K, with a K for oh, some boy. reason. Um it is perfect. Cool. It goes su- it like it has a really high height, like it goes up to 18 inches in height. Super secure on the base. The mechanism for put like attaching the tablet is the easiest that I've used. I found the perfect iPad stand. Can um, it hold a roll of toilet paper? I mean, you could put one on there if you wanted to. Yes, because it's okay, just good. like a long it's spindle, so you could just put one on mm, there if you really wanted. Good. Good. That's important to people. But I found it. It's it. it I found the, I found the perfect stand. Well, it looks what good. What did you do? What did you do? What is the secret? So a few weeks ago, on ATP, Marco was talking about screen protectors. Oh what? no! And I am constantly getting ads for, and I have been for a long time, for a screen protector called Paperlike, and I've always oh, assumed. No. That the paper-like screen protector was junk. It was garbage, right? That was what I'd always assumed. And then much to my surprise, Marco bought one and said it and really liked it. So I was like, really though? Like, it can't be good, was my thinking. Like, because I just can't imagine a screen protector being good. And plus the paper-like, its selling point is that it's supposed to make your iPad feel like you're using paper with the Apple Pencil. And I feel like I know a thing or two about paper, and I know, I just know that that's rubbish. Like, there's no way that it can make it feel that way. But Marco kept talking about it like he really enjoyed it. And then I got another Instagram ad, and I was like, You're so susceptible to these. I'm very bad for Instagram ads. Like, (laughs) I was like, What's the worst that could happen? So I I bought one. And I've had it for like two weeks or something. Uh, and today, in my jet-lagged fugue state, I applied it. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Oh the God. application process is actually... It's complicated, but they have really good video explanations. So, like, it's not that hard to do. Um, and I think I've done a pretty good job with getting the bubbles out, because that's, like, always a real thing. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, that's the worst. I think I've done a pretty good job. I'm happy with the application. Uh, there's like a tiny border around the outside, and it's not like completely centered. You get two. So, like, mm. I think the idea is like you apply one, you see all the things you did wrong, and then you take it off and apply the other one, right? I think that's like the thinking. So, I've had this thing on my iPad for a couple of hours, and I have some hot takes. So, oh my the- God, okay. <laughs> the the main thing that you get here is a matte texture, right? So it looks like a matte screen and it feels like a matte screen. And I will say that the the feel is actually pretty nice, like even when using your fingers. Like it just, it feels different. It kind of, uh, softer is a word that keeps coming to my mind, but that doesn't make any real sense. Um, But there is more of a texture, and I find the texture a little bit more pleasing than the glass texture, because it's just different and it feels nice. 
it doesn't at all feel like paper. Of course it doesn't, right? Like it doesn't feel like you're using paper with the Apple Pencil. But what it does is adds more texture. The texture feels different and I like the texture. It feels a little more natural um, than when you're using glass because, you know, paper has a toothiness to it. Like that's like a way to describe paper. So like when you use a pen on paper, it's there's like resistance, Right, like because the, the 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 pen, you know, is is dragging across the paper, and it's like a toothiness there, and that's what this does. It adds a little more resistance, and I like the feeling. Like I think that it actually does feel really nice. The problem is the downside of it is it makes the screen look strange. So, again, like trying to describe how it makes the screen look. I mean, anybody that's used a Mac laptop or a matte screen on an apple device knows how this looks because that's what it looks like right but i guess the way to describe it when you're kind of comparing it to how the ipad usually looks is maybe there's some kind of like light interference like a really light static is maybe the way like everything's just not as crystal clear or as crisp like it feels like maybe you're losing some of the benefit of the lamination because it feels like the screen is just not as crystal clear as it used to be so i'm pretty much undecided right now if i'm going to keep this thing on again i've had been using it for a couple of hours but i just thought it'd be funny to talk about today uh, i really do like the texture i like the texture on my fingers i like the texture with the apple pencil but I'm not. I just haven't decided yet if this is worth the trade-off of losing some of the clarity that comes with the screen. So this is. Um, I would go insane using something like this. Um, like everything that you just said about losing the crispness and yeah, yeah. it's not perfectly aligned and it's uh, there may be bubbles. Well, but like, the alignment, the alignment issue, I can fix though, right? Like the alignment issue was just like I didn't spend a ton of time applying it because I just wanted to see if I would hate it and if I liked it, I would take it off and apply the second one, right? So that was that. That's a mic issue, not a not a product so, issue. However, the, I will say though, I know something you would not like, Federico. There's always going to be a border. Like, they actually make it slightly smaller than the screen. I don't oh, know no. why they do this. No, it's probably no, no, an application no. thing, right? But you're no always going to have a little border there. Honestly, like, I'm expecting right now that I will not be able to live with this, but I want to give it a college try because I do like the way it feels. But I, and I also like, and again, one of the reasons that Marco did this and it 100% will we'll stop this is fingerprints it won't attract fingerprints in the same way so what is the problem with fingerprints well i don't like how fingerprinty my ipad gets and that was marco hated how fingerprinty his ipad gets and just, like th- just when you look is, at it yeah 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 okay um but like this is not a thing that like it makes it doesn't drive me crazy but it was just something it's like oh man i really wished it didn't get like that like i didn't feel like i had to fix it but I'm, I do look at it and I'm like, I really wish they were able to find some way to make the coating better so it didn't get so like fingerprinty. I kind of hate that it does that, but it's not that for me, it wasn't like, oh, I hate it so much that I need to get a screen protector. For me, it was just like curiosity, right? Curiosity killed the screen. Does it improve legibility of the screen? in any way like no no it makes the legibility worse it makes it worse so it's not like it's not like you're actually turning your ipad into like an e-ink sort of no 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 it's nothing like that nothing 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 what what it does is it it just adds 
a nice it gives it a nicer feeling in general use in my opinion like with my hands and with the pencil it feels better but it doesn't look as good and i just haven't worked out yet if i can get used to it because that might be a thing where it's like i'm looking at it right now and it doesn't look right but if i use it for three or four days will i stop noticing and then if i stop noticing and i prefer the way it feels maybe it's a thing i'll keep but personally i'm leaning towards this thing's going to come off by the end of the week. I am very skeptical of you keeping this thing also. I think it will come off. <laughs> again, like this this is purely like I wanted to just try this. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I'm coming at it from a different place. Like Marco had like a thing he really wanted to solve and I don't. So like the trade-offs don't speak to me in the same way, right? Like I didn't do this because like, oh, I feel like I have a problem I need to fix. It was just like, uh, I wonder what it will be like. And I do love the way it feels, but... I don't think it is gonna gonna work out for me. And like the other thing is, it's always I wanted to test in my the, the theory that I have always had about this product that what that their claim is rubbish and their claim is rubbish. It doesn't feel like a pencil like a pencil on paper. It doesn't feel like that. It just feels better than plastic on glass. So it's right? called paper like. What would you call it if paper like is is inaccurate? Not glass like. It's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't because like, like there are there are so many things. There are so many variables here, right? It's never going to feel like paper because it's not paper because it's not mm. made of paper, right? And also, you should try and put some paper on the screen, see what happens. Yeah, that would feel paper, but then still not going to because the Apple pencil doesn't feel like a pencil or a pen because the tip is made of plastic, right? So like, it's always going to glide more. Because there's nothing that's going to provide the catching on, on the surface. So I wanted to try it to, to confirm my theory, which is confirmed, that it doesn't feel like paper at all. Um, but I am, I am... I will say that, like, this will never happen. But basically, if Apple were to make a matte screen for an iPad... Oh, that would be amazing. Right? This yes. is making me think that, like, oh, yeah... I might like that, right? Like, yes. you know. So, like, I, you know, screen protectors these days—they're not all bad. Like those glass ones, like they're pretty fine. But like, this isn't that, right? Because a glass one is just adding another pane of glass onto the glass. This is adding something like that is not that is like slightly opaque. That's the word I was the, looking for earlier. The screen protector for me has always been a recipe for anxiety. Like a couple of years ago. I, I I was convinced by uh, by a friend of ours uh, to buy this screen protector. She was like, I bought the screen protector. It costs a bunch of money, like 30 euros. It's not cheap, but trust me, it's amazing. Like, I, I, I applied it myself. It's super easy. I was like, okay, so we... Um, I'm going to buy the screen protector, but you're going to put it on my phone because I don't have the capability of dealing with these, you know, stickers and, and stuff. So she was like, okay, we go to the store together and I'm going to tell you which one it is and we buy the screen protector. So I, I go to the store, spend 30 euros on this thing. I was like, okay, um, now put it on my phone because I don't want to deal with it. Um, she puts it on my phone and I notice like it's like ever so slightly misaligned and there's a tiny bubble. And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, the bubble is going to go away after a couple of days of usage. Um, but now there you go. Um, basically, the next day uh, in, a, in, a, in a moment of rage, I uh, ripped the screen protector um, <laughs> off the screen and, and threw it in the trash. I just, I just hate the idea of like, here's a protection 
that is not official, like it's not a thing that comes with your phone. You just put it on top of it and it may not be perfectly aligned or you may see something underneath the screen, but it's fine. You can keep using it. Like it triggers something in my brain that it it makes me extremely uncomfortable using my phone or my tablet, whatever it is. If there's a... So, you know, putting unofficial things on top of screens, it it just makes me feel weird. It's also why I don't use third-party cases uh, for my phone, uh, because I feel that something's going to happen, and I, and I don't, and I cannot live with that possibility of something's going to happen with this case, and it's going to ruin your phone, or just knowing that it's not like an official thing, I don't know. I cannot do it. It's also why as soon as our power comes out, I will get rid of all these third-party chargers that I have. Like, the thought of... I want there's the good op- Apple power. I don't it's want like, this it's junky power. It's also why I could never, ever use a Hackintosh. Like, th- that's just, oh, you can use macOS, but you cannot use iMessage. Or there are caveats. No, I want the official thing. I don't want to worry about, you know, caveats. Caveats ruin people. That Before is my- you email us because that email comes to me iMessage totally works on Hackintoshes just just calm down Hackintosh people well there's something that doesn't work something doesn't work I'm sure yeah I feel like totally is maybe a stretch like you I'm sure you can get it to work <laughs> yeah totally but it's not like totally, <laughs> totally. works totally <laughs> you know? uh, if you want totally you get the official thing which is a Mac so anyway just email them directly <laughs> I have some uh, comments about the paper like website i would like to talk about yeah okay i was um, hoping you were going to do this i'm sure they're they're lovely people uh-huh. but i have a couple of things i would just would point <laughs> oh, out God. that maybe i would have done differently uh the guy here is a little out of focus i'm not sure he's holding that ipad or if it's taped to his hand i don't even think <laughs> like, that's an ipad like I, I, that is it, the wrong it aspect like ratio just, it's no ipad yeah. is that size. somebody photoshopped yeah hold on if somebody you zoom into the photoshop picture. something I think I think computer enhance. It is an iPad, but it's been badly fo- like it's it no iPad is badly well photoshopped like that. into his hand. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh yeah, it's weird. If you look past it though, there's a poster of Steve Jobs, sure. but not on the wall above the table, on the wall below the table, which is well, just who would do that? Creepy. <laughs> well, super maybe weird. it's a poster for dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the dog is really into Steve Jobs. Maybe Steve Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we have this photo, which, you know, a couple issues. Uh, the font they use for their headlines is actually, it looks like an image, and iPad is all capitalized. It'd be a lowercase i. But my my biggest complaint is that the known from section. So this is, okay, Mac Life, Tech Radar, and Cult of Mac wrote about this product. I would like to know what they said. These aren't links. They're just pings of the website logos. Like, uh mm. I can't click through and actually read what any of these people think about this. So that's not great. It's not awesome. Maybe make those links in your markup. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's my primary concern. They do some accept stuff, Apple Pay, though, which is nice. They do. And Google Pay and Klarna. Cl- I can't oh, yes. This tiny. Yes, yes. Klarna. All the great um, pay. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, MasterCard, PayPal, Shopify Pay... <laughs> Some so fort, so fort. Uh, a couple of those. I think Klarna. I think Klarna and so fort. I think that they're like, and I don't know why this would why they would do this. It's like financing, but this thing costs 
25 pounds. <laughs> like, if you, like, I'm not trying and, to... And I'm, you need an iPad also. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't worry about that too, too much, personally. But, you know, I guess you want to make sure people can pay you uh, however they want to pay you. And sure, like, go for it, I guess. So, anyways, I don't mean to be hard on these guys, but it's just, it hurt me a little bit to scroll through the site. They have a good product. Like, I, I think they have a good product. Like they, <laughs> You just ragged on for half an hour. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I said, I like it, but uh, I'm just not sure if it's for me. Right? But I do, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Don't, so, hate, there's don't that. hate on the Germans, Mike. You know, I'm not. You are. <laughs> I'm. I'm not doing anything. I'm not. It's just not for me. I, um, I, would I just never said it. I haven't said it okay. wasn't for me. I've, I've put it on. I said I I'm know, giving it a I try. Know. I know. It's fun though. <laughs> um, so keep us posted on that. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. How that goes. Let us know on Friday when you remove the screen protector. <laughs> 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 I have uh, not used a screen protector probably since I was trying to think maybe like my iPhone like 3GS like sometime in there like it's been a long time alright I wanted to tell you about our third sponsor this week this episode of Connected is brought to you by our, our awesome friends at Luna Display they're the makers of the only hardware solution that turns your iPad into a wireless display for your Mac That means you'll have the second display that's super portable with basically zero lag and gorgeous image quality, even with the screen protector on it. Setting up Luna Display couldn't be easier. You just take this little piece of hardware and it plugs right into your Mac. I've got the USB-C one plugged in the back of my iMac right now, and you're good to go. And everything just works over Wi-Fi. But if you're in a situation where Wi-Fi is not available, you can connect it via USB as well. In short, it's simple to set up and you'll love that extra screen real estate. The best part is Luna Display acts as a complete extension of your Mac, so you get external keyboard support. You can use your Apple Pencil and touch interactions all with Mac OS. It basically turns your Mac into a touchscreen device. What a crazy idea. Uh, I've had Luna Display for a while now. I use it here in my office with my iMac, like I said. I use it for two things. One, I love having it open when we're recording podcasts, so I have audio hijack and call recorder over on my iPad right now so I can see out of the corner of my eye that things are recording as I expect, that I won't have any surprises at the end of our session. And the newer use for me is to have reference material up on it. So like doing the books or having like a big spreadsheet where I'm trying to reconcile things, having a PDF of a, a, a bank statement or something like that open where I can still get to it from my keyboard and mouse on the Mac, but having it just off to the side is really pretty swell. Listeners of Connected can get an exclusive 10% off their Luna Display. Just go to lunadisplay.com and enter the promo code CONNECTED at checkout. That's lunadisplay.com and promo code CONNECTED at checkout. Our thanks to Luna Display for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So are we talking about the best Apple product uh, since um, in, in 2019, hands down? Uh, how, are we doing this? Are we talking about the only Apple product released in 2019? And so it's the only, but it's going to be the best one even when Apple releases the Mac Pro. And uh. well, I guess AirPower may be the best one when it comes out. Uh, but so far, this is the best one, and also the <laughs> only one. But no it doesn't new matter. iPhones. You, you don't yeah. need multiple options for one to be the best and only. Um, okay, that's my new rule. Um, 
the smart battery case. I feel like you might be going into this one a bit a bit hot, to be honest. <laughs> I am <laughs> I am very, very happy that Apple released the smart battery case for all the new iPhones, which was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um but basically, here's what happened. Um, one day, I was minding my own business, and John Voorhees sent me a message saying that the new smart battery cases are out for the XS, XS Max, and XR. And what I did was I clicked on his link, um, changed the URL to point to, it, to the Italian Apple Store, and bought the XS Max version in black in about 20 seconds. Then... I realized that it supported C charging, um, and this case arrived. Few, uh, I think I it comes out, it came out on Monday. It arrived on Thursday. Um, I put it on my phone, and I never removed it, and I love it. It's amazing. It's exactly what I was expecting. But I want to hear from you guys because I've always been like a diehard smart battery case fan. I don't think Mike is. I know. I don't know what Stephen' position is. So I want to hear from you too what you think about this. I think my feelings towards the smart battery case are pretty similar to your feelings towards screen protectors. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't begrudge this product. Like I think that maybe actually I'm kinder towards this. Like I think that if this is something that you need, like great. Like you could, like you know go for it. Like I think that's awesome. Uh, I did get to try one of these. So uh, uh, Rosemary Orchard of Automators was at PodCon and she had one. I'm super happy about it. And Alex Cox was there as well. She was super happy about it. So I got to hold them uh, and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, for me, it's way too thick and heavy. Like the, I wouldn't want to have this on my phone regularly. I know it would be uncomfortable for me and it's just more than I need. Um, like maybe it would be good when traveling, but... My 10s Max is totally fine. You know, like, I'll always plug it in somewhere when I travel, but I feel like it's getting way, way easier. Like, most of the flights that I ever take now, there's a USB or some kind of power outlet somewhere, you know, like, if I'm charging in the airport. Like, because as well, like, in a bunch of airports in in the UK now, they have uh, power outlets built into the seats in the waiting areas and stuff. So, like, if I ever need to top up, I can. But the thing is, though, I carry so many things with me that I would want to be charged that even if I had the battery pack when I'm, like, traveling, like, on a travel day, I'm still going to have, like, an external battery because I have an iPad and because I have a Nintendo Switch, right, or whatever. Even, like, my laptop can be powered by these batteries now. So I'm always still going to want to pack that. So then why would I want to take the battery case? Like, do not begrudge this for people. It just doesn't meet my needs. I'm pleased that I got to hold one and try it without having to pay for it because I wouldn't have wanted it. Um, it's just too much. Like, it's too thick. They made mm. it, like, it's thicker than it was before because, like, at least before at the bottom, it, you know, the hump was uglier but was maybe easier because you had somewhere to hold. But now, like, you're basically stacking two iPhones together. It's too much for me, man. Like, and, and if, again, like... I can see Federico's notes, which I'm sure he's going to go through all this stuff. And I mm-hmm. can tell that he really loves it. And that's awesome. It's just not mine. It's just, it's, it just doesn't, okay. it just doesn't, just doesn't meet what I want uh, from my iPhone. That's too bad. So let me tell you why I love it. Um, I love it because it's, it makes the iPhone, and this was true with the iPhone 7, 
and it's true now, it makes the iPhone a true 24-hour battery iPhone. Like, it doubles the battery life of the phone. I think I just don't party like you do. You know, uh, it's like, not, I just it's don't, not I don't, partying. It's, it's not. <laughs> I that. don't need. I just don't. I I can't think of a time I've ever needed a twenty four hour battery life on my iPhone without charging. At eleven at eleven p.m., Mike. At eleven p.m., you don't get the twenty percent battery left alert from your phone. So here's the thing, Federico. I don't leave the house that much, um, and uh, every day, I'm sitting down at my iMac to record a show. And when I sit down to record a show, my iPhone goes into the charger. Well, that's cheating. Okay. But it's not cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm just living my <laughs> well, life. For the purpose <laughs> of this topic, you are. No. No, because, it's, it's, you know, I'm, it's, but what I mean is, like, for my lifestyle, I don't have this problem. So I don't okay. need to solve it, you know? Okay. So I have a problem where at 11 p.m. or usually uh, sometimes 10.30, usually 11 p.m., I get the red battery icon and the message saying 20% battery left and I hate that I hate that because I don't want to be like I hate the thought of something's gonna happen soon your Mm -hmm. phone is gonna die don't worry you still got a couple of hours but eventually you will see this red icon more likely to hit that on my iPad every day honestly and I think that that happens most days that I will hit that on my iPad as opposed to on my iPhone and because I, I like, you know, after after dinner, once I'm done working, I like to chill with my phone for a bit. Like, if I'm not using the 11-inch iPad Pro, I want to catch up on Instagram or Twitter or just use the phone a bit, right? And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to be in the situation where the phone and the icon, they remind me of battery life that is going to, you know, it's going to be done soon. So, I... I accept the the fact that it that this case makes the phone thicker. Um, it's pretty much what I was expecting. Um, there's a couple of things that I like. Uh, the texture is basically the same as the silicone case, uh, which is very nice. It feels grippy enough to me. Um, the lack of a uh, like the previous design at the like like a ridge between the bottom half of the phone and the hump of the battery now that's gone but i can still sort of uh, put the phone on top of my pinky finger and use that as a sort of a, you know to to, to kind of hold the phone with one hand and use my thumb to interact with the ui which is fine um the 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 best aspect of the smart battery case and uh as i mentioned i think last week um is the integration with ios and the fact that you don't have to manage anything um you don't have to care about activating the case or uh ch- charging the case separately you just charge the phone at night and now i can use wireless charging and i should mention that this case worked right away for my Belkin boost up a wireless charger and the native union uh, wireless charger that I have on my desk. I had no problem in terms of aligning the case with the with the charger. Everything worked perfectly right away. Um, the fact that I don't have to think about charging or managing the source of power is the best aspect of this case. Um, so, again, it's what I was expecting. I'm so happy that Apple released a, a new version for the XS Max. Um, I thought about, is this going to be a problem in the summer where you're not going to have pockets in your hoodie or in your jacket because you're, you're just going to wear a t-shirt and some, you know, and some jeans? Is it going to be a problem to fit it in your jeans? 
Probably, but then again, in the summer, I usually ask Sylvia to carry the phone with me because she always has a purse, and I don't like the feeling of having a big phone in my in my pocket unless I'm at WWDC. Uh, uh-huh. But in that case, I also have a bag with me. <laughs> you just get—I'll I'll carry it for you if you want. <laughs> you can carry it with me, but I also have a bag with me anyway. So when I ask Sylvia to to keep my phone, uh, I have my Apple Watch anyway, and also my Apple Watch is now cellular. So even if Sylvia, you know, walks away from me for some reason, or maybe at the park, I still have cellular on my watch. So that shouldn't be a problem. Um, my only concern, to tell you the truth, is. Is Apple going to break compatibility with this case for the new iPhones in 2019? Um, probably. And I will be sad if they don't make a smart battery case for those right away. Definitely. Yes. Yes, because the camera unit will change. So my question will be, will they make a smart battery case for the new phones right away? Uh, well, they have never done that, right? They've, well, the last generation, they just didn't do it at all. The previous generation, which was the first one, they did similar to what they did now is it comes out later. And my feeling on that is always they don't want to be like, here's our new phone, here's what you need for it, which is more battery life. That's my feeling as to why they don't put them out at the same time, which kind of doesn't make sense, but it's the only reason I can think is why you would not sell this product immediately. I do have a, 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 a query, concern potentially over a product like this. So I have a uh, silicone case on my uh, iPhone and it is doing what every silicone case has ever done for me, which is currently the bottom right-hand corner, the silicones come off, right? Now, these cases are pretty expensive, you know, like 50 pounds or whatever. I would not be happy about my 130-pound battery case uh, starting to, to fall to pieces and I expect that it will be built about as well as these silicone cases are that would really really annoy me I don't think at least for me I don't think that will happen because for me the silicone cases they always start to come off because there's a there's an angle uh, at the bottom uh, because there's a there's a cutout right it's not like all the way across um, so by Using the case, interesting. By using the case, you you rub your hand against that angle, or it's getting caught on my jeans or whatever every time. But this one doesn't do that, and that's where it comes off. Mm, Interesting. So I don't know. It's possible. I would really hate it if it happens, but I I don't think it will. Yeah. So I picked one up on the way out of town. We spent the weekend like out in the woods doing a camping thing, and it was kind of a perfect test case because I basically. If the wind was blowing the right way, I had like one little dot of 4G, but basically like no networking. And we've all been in situations like that or even like at a conference or in a sports arena where the phone struggles to connect to the network. It warms up and then it just chews through the battery. So it was kind of like the worst case scenario. And I had it on the iPhone XS Max and it makes it way too big and way too heavy for everyday use for me. But it did a really good job. I mean, the phone lasted... I want to say uh, the case itself lasted 12 hours and then the phone was, you know, probably that again. And so, you know, but the better part of the of the whole day, the phone was was fully charged as the case was slowly depleting. Uh, so that was really nice. And like I have one, I will use it when I travel, but it's not something that I need every day, nor is it something that I want to carry every day just because of the bulk and something that, that kind of actually bothers me about the silicone cases bothers me about this is that it's kind of grippy in your pocket and 
linty, like it collects fuzz and stuff, where the, the Apple leather case doesn't. And that's just a personal preference for me. I just prefer the leather finish over the silicone. So that's not a deal breaker by any means, but it, it is a little bit annoying when something's kind of big and bulky and it feels like it's stuck in your jeans pocket. But I got to say, having not had any experience with the first one, I never owned the first one. I never even, I don't think I even like handled one. The integration with iOS is really cool. And this one does a lot of smart stuff. Like it'll actually fast charge if you have the USB-C uh, power delivery. And if it's enough power, it will actually fast charge the case and the phone, both. And so I had it plugged into my MacBook Pro adapter just to see what would happen. And it was really, uh, really pretty impressive. So it's really, if you need this, it's really well designed and you you pay for that. But if if you're the type of person who needs this sort of thing, or you, you always have like a USB battery bank in your bag and you want to get rid of that. This is a really nice option. Probably the nicest option on the market, honestly. So yeah, so I think I think that does it. Uh we have talked about a lot of stuff and it's I uh, really need to just go and sleep or something. Like it's it's pretty <laughs> serious the situation over here yeah. is deteriorating. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let you go. Thank you. Uh, see if I can bl- blast through all this. If you want to find links to stuff we talked about, head over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 227. While you're there, you can get in touch via email or you can find us on Twitter. Mike is I-M-Y-K-E, and he's the host of a bunch of shows here at Relay FM. You can follow Federico on Twitter, Evitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net and a battery case uh, collector at large. You can find me on Twitter at ISMH, and I write 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Text Expander, Pingdom, and Luna Display. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Oh, cheerio. That <laughs> was gone, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>